0: says, do not span the gifts and utterances of the prophets. What does that word mean, to span? To span is to refuse to accept someone or something because to you that thing is not worth it. Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? If I invite you to a party, you will think first, is it worth me And then when you think you are too big for that, you will refuse it. You will reject it with contempt. Because to you, it is not worth anything. So the Bible is saying, do not reject as worth nothing the utterances of the prophets. Are you here somebody? And the gifts of the prophets. It continues to say do not depreciate prophetic revelations nor despise inspired instruction or exhortation or warning. What is to depreciate? To depreciate is to diminish over a period of time. To depreciate is to diminish over a period of time. If I buy a car now at a million dollars, Today, this is October 13th, 2023. If I buy that car now, by next year the same debt, I cannot sell that car at the same $1 million. It will be sold maybe $800,000 or even less. Why? Because over time, a car depreciates. Are you here, somebody? Over time, it loses value. If I were to sell it after three years, I might even sell it for less than half the price. Why? Because it is an asset that loses value. It depreciates. Remember, I can buy a car now and by 2025 there is another model of the same car that is much better than the one I bought at 1 million. So the Lord says, do not depreciate. <laughs> Are you here, somebody? Prophetic revelations. What is the Lord saying? The Lord is saying, you might have received a prophecy in 2021. Over time, do not let it diminish in value. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? You might have received a prophecy in 2015. Maybe you're still waiting. Do not let it depreciate. Are you here, somebody? A prophecy does not lose value because of time. The Lord prophesied, Isaiah prophesied that Jesus was coming. It took so many years, but finally Jesus came. That prophecy did not lose value. Do you know what happens in the church? When you receive a prophecy at the first time, the time you will receive it, You can even be crying. Oh, Lord, man of God prophesy. Two months down the line, you're thinking, "Mm, it's taking too long. Is that word even going to come to pass? Little by little, you're depreciating it. Are you here, somebody? So the Lord says, do not depreciate it. Do not allow your prophecy to diminish in value no matter how long. It is not a vehicle. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? What does this mean? With time, let your prophecy appreciate. Because the more the time, the closer you are to the fulfillment. Are you here, somebody? The more the time, the closer you are to fulfillment. Abraham received a prophecy. And it took 25 years. But do you know, after 23 years, he only had two years to go. So the Lord is saying, do not depreciate. (laughs) Do not depreciate. Don't let your prophecy lose value. It has the same value as the time it was spoken to you. It has the same value. It might take time but do not depreciate it. It might take time, but do not depreciate it. How can you span prophecy when you are already in a prophetic church? This is how it happens. This is how it happens. Can I tell you something? This is how it happens. The prophet will come and say, you will be a billionaire. I see you a great woman. You will be a billionaire. And at that point, you have loans up to your neck. You are swimming in loans. That day, maybe they even came and repossessed your car. And then the prophet comes with the exact opposite to the extreme. He says you'll be a billionaire. At that point, you can span it. You can reject it. Because your heart, your spirit is not ready to receive it. It's too big for you. Are you here, somebody? It's too big for you. So the prophet will speak and you think, ah, he's just bluffing. Not me. It will be in a service like this and I'll prophesy over your life. You will never be poor and you will never beg. But if you were poor at that time, as you were coming to church, you actually just begged. Are you here, somebody? You just begged. So when that word is coming, automatically sometimes you will take yourself out. You think, ah, this one is for my neighbor. This one is for my sister, not me. As I was coming, actually, I was begging. Are you here, somebody? That's how you spun it. <laughs> right here in the studio, everyone is like, mm. so now they understand. That is why so many times the prophet of God will declare something and people will not even experience it. Are you here, somebody? Because you're thinking, no, I'm not in this league. You're thinking, ah, he just prophesied healing. For me, it is HIV. I have gone to so many hospitals, I have tried so many times. Yesterday, I even went there with all the faith. And when they tested, they said, I'm still positive. Now he's declaring healing. This one might not be for me. This one, maybe it's just for people with fibroids. This one is for people that have headaches. This one. That's spanning. So the Bible says, do not span the gifts and utterances of the prophets, the speakings of the prophets. When the prophet comes and says 31 December is a night of wealth transfer. The Bible says do not span. Do not take yourself outside that circle. Are you here somebody? I know you've been believing for wealth for a long time. This is your time. This is your time. You were just believing. Now it is backed up by a prophecy. Are you here, somebody? So the Lord says, do not span the gifts and utterances of the prophets. Do not depreciate the revelation. Do not depreciate the warning. I want you to declare the prophecy. I want you to declare every prophecy spoken over my life. Every utterance spoken over my life. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. I will not allow it to depreciate. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? So I'm sure by now already, you know where you were off key. You know exactly why things have not been happening. You might have received a prophecy. That you will be a great man. And now nothing is working. Another person in the service. The prophet of God can come and say. You will be a great man. That's the right time. For you to take that word. Because it is already in you. That word is already part of your destiny. You already received that word. It might have taken time. Yes. But that word is sure. That word is so coming to pass. Therefore, do not depreciate it. Do not allow it to lose value. So many of you, you received prophecies so many times. But now, the prophecy to you has lost value. That is why it is no longer coming to pass. When you have a property, a property, a property appreciates A piece of land appreciates. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? You can have a piece of land that is just idle for years, but you know I have wealth in this land. If you bought it at 500,000, you know by the time I sell this land, I can even make double, even four times with time. Are you here, somebody? That is how you treat prophecy. Prophecy should appreciate, not depreciate in your life. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The Bible says in the same scripture, TPT. Give me the same scripture, TPT. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 20. The Bible says, and don't be one. (laughs) And don't be one who scorns prophecies. Who scorns. What does it mean to scorn? What does it mean to scorn? To scorn is to openly dislike. Are you here, somebody? To scorn is to openly dislike. To openly dislike. Not even like you're doing it hiding. No, no, no. To openly dislike. So the Lord says, let's go to the scripture again. And don't be one who openly dislikes. Who openly disrespects, are you here somebody? Who openly mocks prophecies. Do not be like that one. The one who scorns. People that openly disrespect prophecy. People that openly, you know, they are against prophecy. In the open, they disrespect prophecy openly. So the Bible says, do not be one who scorns prophecies. Do not be one who disrespects prophecies. How can you disrespect a prophecy? The prophet of God will come to you and he's prophesying in your life. Let's say you are single, no boyfriend whatsoever. And the prophet says, by end of this year I see you Married. I see you married. You've seen how people receive in church. Some people will not even say, I receive. They will just be looking at the prophet. That's disrespect, right? That's disrespect, right? If I come to you and I tell you, you will be married, are you not supposed to at least receive it? Are you not supposed to be glad? Even if there is no one, are you not supposed to be glad? But so many people openly disrespect prophecy. And you might think, no, I don't speak bad about prophets. It's not about speaking bad about prophets. It's your attitude to the prophecy. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The prophecy. Don't be that one who openly disrespects prophecy. Don't be that one. Who openly disrespects prophecy. When you receive a prophecy, even if it's so hard to your ears, number one, receive it. Believe it. Take it. Do not depreciate it. Begin to declare it over your life. You know something that you speak long enough, you're going to believe. Are you here, somebody? If you go to the mirror... And you say, I am prosperous. I am so rich. The word that came to you, even if you are so poor, little by little, you will begin to believe it. It's just a matter of time. You will begin to believe that word. Are you here, somebody? That is how we should behave with prophecy. The prophecy. I said, the prophecy. Don't scorn prophecies. So many times when we preach about these things, you think, ah, me actually. My father is major one. How can I? Mm-mm. This one is not for people outside, it's for people within. Remember the people outside? The people outside? The people outside? They don't know nothing. But you who are within, how are you treating prophecy? The way you treat prophecy determines if it will come to pass or not. You've heard the prophet so many times. He will even be rebuking that this is what happens. I'm telling you, you're not even believing it. I'm telling you, you're giving me opposite emotions. This is what happens. And then you will say the word never came to pass. But it's this word. How are you receiving the prophecy? Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to 21
1: NIV. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit.
0: For prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is another problem right here. Right here. That how can a man come and tell me that I'll be a millionaire? How? How? It is not coming from them. It is coming from the Spirit of God. It is coming from the Spirit of God. What is the prophecy? Why is the prophecy so important? Why are we speaking about prophecy to prophetic people? So that prophecy should profit you. Are you here, somebody? Prophecy profits I said, prophecy profits in our church. If there are miracles that we see again and again, is how the Lord takes the lowly, how the Lord takes the people that are foolish in the eyes of many and exhorts them. We have seen again and again how the Lord will pick someone with no name. Are you here, somebody? Someone with no name. And exhort them. We have seen people being raised from the dust, literally. From the dust. The Lord exhorting them right in our eyes. We have seen them. Not that we just heard. No, no, no. We've seen it. Are you here, somebody? We've seen it. So, in your life as well, we should see it. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 to 19, TPT. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 to 19,
1: TPT. So, Timothy, my son, I am entrusting you with this responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment. In this great work of ministry. In keeping with the prophecies spoken. Over you. With this encouragement. Use your prophecies as weapons. As you wage spiritual warfare by faith. And with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject these virtues. And are now destitute of the true faith. Read again verse
0: 19. 19. Verse 19.
1: So, Timothy, my son, I am entrusting you with this responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry, in keeping with the prophecies spoken over you. With this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons As you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject these virtues and are now destitute of the true faith.
0: The Bible says, this is Apostle Paul speaking to his son Timothy. And he says, number one, I am giving you a responsibility over the first prophecies. Not the prophecy I'm giving you now. He was saying, remember what I told you at the beginning. Don't just run with the current ones. But even those ones, run with those prophecies. And he says, this is your only way to wage war. This is your weapon of warfare. He was saying, you will meet things in this journey. But when you meet whatever it is, remember the prophecy. Remember what I spoke over you. Remember that prophecy. And because of that prophecy, you'll be able to wage war. Because of that prophecy, it will give you an advantage as you fight. Remember the weapons of our warfare are not carnal; They are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. A prophecy is mighty in God to pull down st- <clears throat> my God. A prophecy is mighty in God to pull down strongholds. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? When you see Major One coming and say, I am Major One. Are you here, somebody? And when he says, I have seen the future, it is so bright. That is what gives him courage. That it doesn't matter who comes against him. He will pull down that stronghold. Because he has already seen the future. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? If the Lord said you will be married, no matter what you go through now, even if they declare whatever, the Lord said you will be married. Therefore, before you are married, nothing can happen to you. It is a weapon. It is a weapon. Are you here, somebody? Some of you, you received a prophecy. You received a prophecy that the Lord is exhorting you. You received a prophecy that you will speak to stadiums. And nothing has happened yet. And then you go to the hospital. They say you have a brain tumor. They are lying. You have a prophecy. You will feel stadiums. Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? So you don't say, oh God, heal me. Uh uh-uh. You say mighty God. You said I will feel stadiums. Therefore, even if they give me six months, I don't care. You said I will feel stadiums. The problem is, We have people in the prophetic church who are not serious of prophecy. They are not prophetic. So whatever they meet, they do not consider the word of prophecy. Paul says, my son, I am charging you with the responsibility. The first prophecy, why? Why the first ones? Most of the times, the first prophecy you receive will be of the future. And it will be something huge. Yes. Are you here, somebody? So if you forget that prophecy, you end up being a casualty in warfare. You need to hold on to that prophecy. You need to declare that prophecy. Write it down. Declare it over your life. Daily remember it. Meditate on it until it comes to pass. Are you here, somebody? Until it comes to pass. In the name of Jesus. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? You might just have one word. You will never lack. You will never lack. So even if things are upside down in your company, even if you're not getting any order, the prophet said, you will never lack. You will never. Meaning to say no matter what, you will not lack. It does not matter the economy, you will not lack. It does not matter how your business is doing. You will not lack. But we do not receive prophecy that way. We do not. So many times the prophet will come and say, you will never lack, you will never beg. We just take it as if it's a proverb. Like it's a song now to our ears. It's some hymn. Eh, You will never lack, you will never beg him. (laughs) Instead of taking it seriously, that the prophet said, I will never lack, I will never beg. Therefore, in my life, there can never be lack. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? There was a siege over Samaria. Second Kings chapter 6 and up to Second Kings chapter 7. There was a huge siege in Samaria. There was completely no food. They were eating dung of doves. They were selling that one and eating. To an extent that two people, one child was dead. They ate the child. Are you here somebody? It was extremely bad in Samaria. Extremely, extremely bad. The economy collapsed. A prophet, Elisha said, by this time, tomorrow. By this time, tomorrow. And someone scorned it. Someone scorned it. The officer of the president, his PA scorned it. He said, even if the Lord were to open the heavens, could this be? And Elisha says, seeing it, you will see. Are you here somebody? Seeing it, you will see. But you will not partake of it. It was a situation Beyond repair. It was hopeless. But the word of the prophet had to come to pass. Are you here somebody? The word of the prophet had to come to pass. And because the prophet declared that by this time tomorrow, there will be plenty. The Lord had to make a way for plenty to come. You would have thought maybe he's just speaking, he's just bluffing. It's just some proverb, but he meant it. That was the word inspired by the spirit. And he said, by this time tomorrow, within 24 hours. Are you here, somebody? Not just your economy. Not just your economy, but the economy of the whole nation. (laughs) the economy of the whole nation, it will turn around. Within 24 hours, where are you going to get the food? Within 24 hours, where are you going to do the agriculture? Within the 24 hours, how are people going to bring the food? We are under siege for heaven's sake. Are you here somebody? But the prophet declared it. And sure enough, it happened. Sure enough, it happened. Are you here, somebody? That should show you how serious a prophecy is. That should show you how serious a prophecy is. That was an open prophecy to the whole nation. It wasn't to one person. How many times, as a church, do we receive prophecies for the whole church? How many times do we get prophecies for everyone? Do you include yourself in that prophecy? Do you take it that that is your prophecy? That is why it never comes to pass in your life. That is why I write down. He said 16 days. I even calculate. When is the 16 days ending? So every day I'll be saying, Lord, this is day one of 16. This is day 2 of 16. I'm expecting that miracle. This is day 3 of 16. I'm expecting that miracle. This is day 8. We are halfway, Lord. I am expecting it. Up to day 16 until I see it. Are you here, somebody? Until I see it, how do you take prophecies in your life? It is a weapon. It is a spiritual weapon. The prophet said, your family will be saved. Up to now, they are not saved. Now they are even worse. But remember, they will be saved. Remember they will be saved. So something will happen that will make them to be saved. Because the prophet said, they will be saved. Are you here, somebody? The prophecy. The prophecy. Every prophecy spoken over your life. Tonight, You will wage war with that word. And you will overcome with that word. In the name of Jesus. You will win by that word of prophecy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That word of prophecy is your spiritual weapon. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 17 to 19. The Bible says. We received honor and glory from God. When the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, this is my son, whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. Let's go. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. That voice now will come to you via the prophet. Are you here, somebody? Via the prophet. When you receive the word via the prophet, it is your word coming from heaven. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? It is your word coming from heaven. 19. Give me 19. The Bible says we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. Completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it. As to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The Bible says the prophetic message is completely reliable. Completely reliable. It can be trusted. Are you here, somebody? It can be trusted. And the Bible says you will do well to pay attention to it. Why? Because it is completely reliable. So many of you pay too much attention to the world. You know everything that is happening in the world. You know of the financial crisis. But you don't know of the wealth transfer. You pay too much attention to what the news is saying. And not what the prophet has declared. Are you here, somebody? Some of you, you pay too much attention to your best friend, the lies and the gossip, and not what the prophet is saying. Are you here, somebody? And yet the Lord says you will do well to pay attention to the prophetic message. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The Lord says you will do well to pay attention to the prophetic message because it is a light shining in a dark place. Do you know why prophets are... (laughs) Everyone has something to say over a prophet. I wonder, what do we say about the pastors and the apostles and everyone else? Why is that prophecy not coming to pass? Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? The Lord says it will do you good to pay attention to the prophetic message. You cannot receive from a prophet you don't honor. Can I tell you again? You cannot receive from a prophet you don't honor. Jesus himself, the son of God, walked on this earth, but he failed to perform miracles in one place because they could not receive him. Why is it that they did not have faith? They could not receive him. In the other places, they will just see him multiplying bread, they will receive him. They will just see him do something even small. They will know this one is the son of God. That is why he went that woman by the well. That woman by the well, a woman who had been married five times. Plus, he knew that. Eh, I have found someone here. Someone who was able to tell me everything. But not the people who were always around him. Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? Prophecy brings light into darkness. They have told you, you have a terminal illness. That's a darkness. You need prophecy to bring light into that place. They have told you, you are getting fired. That is a darkness. You need light in that dark place. Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? I want us to go again to verse 19. Verse 19. As to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. A morning star is a bright, beautiful star. So prophecy is supposed to come in your heart as that bright, beautiful star. It is a light in your darkness. I said it is a light into your darkness. I declare light in your darkness. In the name of Jesus. Every dark place in your life, I speak light in the name of Jesus. I speak light in the name of Jesus. I speak light in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Light. I said light in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Prophecy brings salvation. John chapter 1 verse 43 to 49 NKJV
1: The following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him Follow me Now Philip was from Bethsaida the city of Andrew and Peter Philip found Nathanael and said to him We have found him of whom Moses in the law And also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold an Israelite indeed, In whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, When you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel.
0: Remember, Nathaniel had been told by his brother I have found the Messiah Jesus of Nazareth. He said, "Uh-uh, can anything good come out of can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth when the Lord himself just gave him a prophecy? He did not say, "I am Jesus. I am the Messiah." I am the one Moses prophesied about. No, he just said, I saw you when you were under the fig tree. That was enough. (laughs) You are a Jew with no deceit. That was enough. He himself now acknowledges that this one indeed, this one indeed is the Messiah. Prophecy. Prophecy. The brother tried speaking to him. People can try to evangelize. Some people will never listen. You just need to go and say in your fridge, the only thing that is there now is half of a tomato. (laughs) Are you here, somebody? You just need to tell them in your pocket, as big as your pocket is looking now. It looks as if it's loaded, but it's an empty wallet. Are you here, somebody? That is all some people need to hear. That is what some people need to hear. You need to go to the big, big people and tell them you look so good, you smell so good, but you have a terminal illness. They want your God. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The moment Nathaniel heard that you were under the fig tree, I saw you that time. You are a Jew with no deceit. I know you. There was no need again to preach a sermon. He did not have to say, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. No, that was enough. That was enough preaching to bring him to salvation. Some of you, everyone in your family is against you. Do you know what you need? Prophecy. Prophecy. That is all you need. You just need to call your brother, my brother. This morning, I saw your boss shouting at you. He will say, how did you see me? He will say, how did you see me? He will say, we are prophetic. In a prophetic church, everyone must be prophetic. At least in your dreams. Are you here, somebody? Yes. At least you should be able to pick something from your dreams. And then you call your mom. That mom, I saw you yesterday. As you were with your best friend. You were talking about this She will wonder, ah, how? That is what will save them. I said that is what will save them. That is why the Bible says, when a prophet prophesies to someone they have not known, that person will bow down and they will start crying. Why? Conviction. Prophecy convicts. Prophecy brings salvation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You want your life to change? You want your family to change? You want the people around you to change? All you need is prophecy. All you need is prophecy. You've already preached to them. You've evangelized. Nothing is working. Now you need to change gear. Prophecy. Now the, what they need is prophecy. Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? Tonight. Tonight. I said tonight, by this prophetic message, people in your family are saved. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, everywhere where there is darkness, I declare light in the name of Jesus. I declare light in the name of Jesus. I declare plenty. I said, I declare plenty. I declare plenty. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If there is something that the prophets are so good at, it is bringing abundance. I just spoke to you about 2 Kings chapter 6 and 7. How there was an abundance in 24 hours. Can I remind you something else? The widow of Zarephath. Just an encounter with the prophet. There was enough. Can I tell you another one? The widow whose husband left her with loans. Yes. Just by an encounter with the prophet. There was more than enough. Can I tell you another one? Peter. He was owing taxes. Just an encounter with prophet. He even got money from the fish. Are you here, somebody? That is why the Bible says, believe in the Lord your God. You will be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The Bible does not say, believe in his prophets, then you will start a business. Then you will prosper. No, no, no. Believing in the prophet is enough for you to prosper. What does that mean? Can I demystify something to you? Can I demystify something to you? That tells you that prosperity is carried by a prophet. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? That is why the moment you believe in them, you prosper. Because the moment you believe in them, you partake what they carry. You partake what they carry. You will see people in church. You will see people in church. They will come to the church so broke, so poor. They will look destitute. Give them three months. I said, just give them three months. You will see the same people. You will be wondering what happened. We are believing in the prophets. We are believing in the ones that carry prosperity. Therefore, we must prosper. Are you here, somebody? That is why you cannot explain a prophet. I said, forget explaining a prophet. They carry prosperity. I said, they carry prosperity. So you cannot try and explain it. It is loaded in them by the Lord himself. It's like someone with a gift of healing. And then you want him to explain why why is it that when they pray for someone, they get healed? They carry healing. Are you here, somebody? So they cannot explain it. Because it is loaded in them. Are you here, somebody? It's like asking an evangelist that how come when you preach, souls are won to Christ? They are an evangelist. The Lord has loaded salvation. Are you here, somebody? So a prophet, a prophet is already loaded with prosperity. You are prophetic. Therefore, even if you are uprooted from your business, wherever you go, even in the desert, you will prosper. I said, even in the desert, you will prosper. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, they can take you to the river, you will prosper. I said, you will prosper. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over you tonight, prosperity. I said prosperity. In the name of Jesus, prosperity. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we believe in the prophets. We shall prosper. There is no explanation. There is no two ways about it. Whether people like us or not, but one thing they will see. I said whether they like it or not. But one thing they will see. We shall prosper. I said we shall prosper. And we are not going to apologize. We shall prosper. Prosperity is in us. Tonight. I said tonight. May the prophetic message. Bring light in every darkness. I said light in every darkness. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter the darkness. I see light in that darkness. In the name of Jesus. By the prophetic word. You are not going to be defeated. I said you will never be defeated. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By this prophetic word. You shall prosper. I said you shall prosper. I said you shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. Poverty is not your portion. Poverty is not your portion.